Cool. Hopefully that works. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Get Trashed. Yes, let's do it. We're talking one of my, this is what I call an indie darling, all right? One of my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, not a big movie, not like a huge production, or you know, and certainly didn't get like a ton of acclaim. Uh, but Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All. Guadagnino's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Luca's. Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All, and boy, howdy, did I enjoy this one, folks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Of course, as you know, uh, as you know by now, if you've watched even one episode of this podcast, I'm certain you know that I have uh, an unabashed affinity for Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He's our best actor. Not only last hope. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the last great hope. Not only is he our best actor, um, but he he only does good movies. That's really what's the best thing about him. Even if you, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know that much about acting. I've never acted. I can't watch him and like, oh my god, those are the best facial expressions of any actor I've ever seen. Yeah. But what I can tell you is, like Leonardo DiCaprio before him, this kid. <laughs> only does good movies if he's in it it's a good movie because he cares he i say this a million times he could put on a cape and make a billion dollars yeah he, he could i would <laughs> yeah i would do that i mean i would sell that immediately i hope he doesn't he's just, he's in that new apple commercial and he's very funny in the apple tv commercial uh where he wants a tv show but i hope that's i think that's just a joke don't go to TV, Timothy, please. Don't do TV. Definitely don't do some, like, big budget. If Apple decides to... If Apple buys a superhero, don't be... Don't do it. Don't do it, Timothy. Yeah. Because you're too good at... You're too good at making crazy, weird, obscure... Like, what a what a weird role this is in Bones and All. And making it so likable and realistic and interesting and everything that's, like, great. I just had like a view in my mind of you like at the movies and a trailer comes on. It's like a new Batman movie and he's playing Robin and you're just like, no. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it would be like. That is that is precisely my reaction. I mean, uh, yeah, it would be it would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, when did you see Bones and All? Well, I actually so I just finished the last 40 minutes of it because I'd started it and hadn't finished it. Okay. So I just watched the last bit of it. Um, so yeah, it's still pretty fresh. Uh, good, good. You've seen it more recently than I have. I didn't get a chance to uh, to rewatch it because I watched it a few months ago, back when it was still in theaters. Cool. Uh, but I've been thinking about it a ton, and it's a great it's a great movie and a great concept. Um, the this idea of of Uh, taking taking a movie that could be just like any horror movie or any kind of scary movie or whatever could be anything like that and uh making it uh, making it fun no, i'm just kidding yeah no, well, making it making it interesting i would say is probably i don't know definitely making it interesting making it a real story usually horrors are like very outlandish impossible you know uh that kind of thing yeah well yes exactly but for but also it's a movie about cannibals, or I I actually consider them to be more like vampires. I, I call them vampires rather than cannibals, but whatever. You can think of it however you want to. It's a movie about cannibals that is not a movie about cannibals. What yeah, it's it, 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 it made it's like a, a new monster almost. Yeah, well, it's a movie about people that don't fit in. It's a movie about, like, you know, the dregs of society. You know what I mean? I didn't pick up on that at all. I but <laughs> it's a movie about like homeless people. It's a movie. It's a movie about anybody that's like on the outside, on, on the fringe. It's literally, sure. it's yeah, literally that's, a, that's a fringe group. 
I mean, when you said that, it really clicked in my mind. Like, yeah, it kind of is about that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a group of, it's a thing about marginalized communities. Now, obviously, this particular group of people, there's no way. I was thinking about this on the on my drive home. I was like, I understand this is supposed to be some sort of allegory for like the fringes of society and how these people don't get the care they need and how they're not mainstream and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, how do we, how would we integrate cannibals into mainstream society? Yeah. If I, what, you know, but there's probably, there's probably some like, uh, some contingent of super libs that'll, they'll that donate their work. bodies. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it'll be on like a, like, yeah, it'll be on a driver's license for sure. Yeah. Donate their bodies to, uh, to getting eaten. For sure. I mean, that's not, that d- doesn't even seem crazy. Like, that's barely a joke. That's, uh, yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. They're, they're, oh, I thought of another joke that uh, I'll have to text you later. <laughs> okay. It's a little too spicy for this podcast. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it starts off. We'll, we'll just get right into it. Um, I don't even know if we'll do like a spoilers or whatever thing. Um, but let's, starts off. We have a uh, young, and it's also, I don't know, there's so many, like, themes in this movie, or so many, like, truisms that really kind of resonated with me. But it starts with this girl, Marin. Marlon? Marin. Uh, uh, Marin. Her name is Marin. Marin. Yeah, Marin Yearly, which is kind of a cool last name. Yeah. Well, she and her father are uh, below the poverty line, to say the least. <clears throat> and she's the new girl at school. From what we can tell, early on, she's always the new girl at school. Dad moves a lot. Um, anyway, one of the hot, popular girls with money, uh, ra- rather than being a stereotypical like bully, like you would expect from an 80s movie that takes place in the 80s, <laughs> um, she's not a mean girl bully. She's nice, and she makes an overture. She likes this girl, and she wants to invite her over. Why don't you be friends with me? Come over and have a sleepover with my friends. Right? Marin goes, I can't. My dad's super strict. And she's like, well, the the offer's open if you decide to sneak out or something like that, and they both giggle or whatever. And then um, that's exactly what Marin does. Marin's father locks her in her room and then goes to bed. And I'm watching this. Again, not really knowing what's going on. I'm here because it's a Timo movie. I'm I'm here for yeah. I'm here for Timo. <clears throat> I'm like this girl's getting locked in a room. Damn, this dad's a piece of shit. What a what a nasty dude. Why are you locking your daughter up? And she she breaks out. She finds a way to break out. She climbs out her window, runs up the hill to the the you know runs across the tracks, figuratively, maybe even literally, yeah, to the good side of town. Up, up the hill and goes to her friend's house and then they're all hanging out. Bunch of girls hanging out. Some of them are listening to records or cassettes and then uh, uh, Marin and our nice girl, our, our host, the, the girl that invited her, they're hanging out underneath a very cool shot underneath like a, uh, what's that table called? The table you hit your Oh, like a coffee... On. Coffee yeah, like table. a coffee table. Yeah, like yeah, a glass coffee table. Yeah, yeah, they're lying under the glass coffee table, and that's we're looking at them through this pane of glass. And it goes from being like friendly to like almost kind of sexual, right? Yep. They start. Uh, they're like holding hands, and then one of them like licks the other one's finger. One of them licks the girl licks Marin's finger, and then Marin. In a in a presumptively reciprocative move, <laughs> puts her friend's finger in her mouth. Also, to uh, the viewer, sometimes you do that as friends. You just put your friend's fingers in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. That actually, I did have a friend put his finger in my mouth one time, but that was <laughs> that was because I was gonna choke and die if I didn't stop throwing up alcohol or whatever and that's usually okay to do he was he was very drunk and i was extremely drunk and he was trying to he was trying to help me throw up because they thought i was going to die of alcohol poisoning if i didn't he didn't i don't know how he missed that i had been throwing up for minutes yeah uh but anyway this girl sticks her hand into the poor girl's mouth expecting a 
kiss or a lick, and it gets spoilers from here on out. Bitten the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit threw me for a loop. That I thought was, it was more of a vampire thing. I didn't know it was like a cannibal thing. So I thought it was in my mind at that point. You know what I was thinking? Because I didn't know, again, I, I don't even think I watched a trailer for it. I went to go see the new Timo movie, and I heard Timothy Chalamet is a cannibal, and it's like a cannibal love story. So I'm thinking we got a regular girl, this you know, this black girl's our main character, Marin. She's a regular girl, but she's obviously comes up poor. Sure. She's gonna she's gonna run away from home. She's gonna find herself. Here's what I'm thinking. I I have the whole kind of thing planned out in my head. I remember it. I'm thinking she's gonna wind up, you know, uh, with Timothy Chalamet, and she's gonna now have a boyfriend who's a cannibal. But and they'll navigate that. Over yeah, and that's gonna be the thing. Yeah, and she's gonna sure. and she's never, you know, she's never had much anyways, and she finally has a nice boyfriend. He's not perfect. He eats people. <laughs> But whatever, I thought it was going to be that. No one's perfect. Uh, I thought it was going to be that. I didn't think it was going to be she bites the hand that feeds her. I mean, she bites the hand of the one per the person that's like nice to her. Yeah, and that's what kind of stuck with me about this movie. I mean, it's a simple premise, and it's obviously something like. And anybody could think of, but if if you look at it on the surface, all the most of the pain that comes from this movie is like it's inflicted by the by the people. It's inflicted on the people that are like trying to be close to us, because mm-hmm. frankly, that's the only that's who we hurt in real life is people close to us, hmm. right? Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, that's yeah. If you're a stranger, you you can't hurt my feelings. Yeah, that's true. I I challenge you can annoy me, but you can't. Yeah. yeah, I challenge every person to comment the meanest thing you can. If you if you don't know me, if you're just like a person who watches this show or listens to it, go to YouTube, leave <laughs> some comments, leave the meanest comment about me that you possibly can, and get and, creative with it. Yeah, do whatever you want. I, if I don't recognize your name, I swear to Christ, it'll mean nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about. There's nothing you could say that that I won't have already thought a million times. Like. But if, you know, I don't know, there's there's people in my life that could post, that could write something. I was like, damn it, that really sucks. <laughs> we only, you can only hurt, you can only hurt people that are close to you and vice versa. Hmm. Uh, unless, you know, as far as like, but that's what thing, this girl makes a nice overture to her. Like, come to my house, be my friend, be a part of our group. You don't have to be this outsider. But she does have to be an outsider because she's a fucking vampire. Yeah. She is a weirdo and she has to be a weirdo. Yeah. Guess what? She earned it. And then we find out dad isn't moving all over the goddamn place because he just like a fucking shithead. Yeah. He's not a a, deadbeat. Right. He's not a dude with a job that's taking him everywhere. And he's also not a bank robber that has to keep going. He's got a fucking fucked up shitty daughter that keeps eating people so and he he's keeps... not a cannibal so no. he's just like dealing with his daughter yeah um and then you know after this after this what we determine is a, the latest in a string of similar incidences uh what does dad do well he leaves her because he can't take it now mo because his mom did something similar he leaves her a tape Kind of explaining, uh, he leaves kind of in the dead of night and leaves a tape just kind of explaining uh, why he left. And uh, it's kind of a cool narrative throughout the movie because she's kind of listening to portions of the tape on her journey as a solo teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I have in my, so my, uh, the dad left her a cassette tape he like recorded. Ex- you know, kind of a cool you- way to leave someone, kind of badass in a way, especially yeah. if you use the, the entirety of the tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dad. Her dad invented podcasting. Yeah, in a, in a way. Yeah, Campbell's dad invented podcasting. That's the first podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, is you just have ideas and you just you're like, hey, you should listen to this. Well, this <laughs> this dude leaving his daughter in the middle of the '80s. Yeah. Giving her a cassette. That's the first ever podcast. 
That's how I'm doing it. That's how I'm leaving my family, just like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm not even going to give them new episodes. I'm just going to send them links to old episodes, <laughs> like, like this one right now. Sweetie, I'm this gone. Is, this is what I was like. Yeah, this is how awesome I was. You really uh, missed out. So, what, you know... Uh, so now she's on her own, and when so her dad's left her. She has some old timey paperwork. She has her dad's stuff, and and now she's on a mission to find someone who's never been in her life, her mother. Yeah. And that that is what kind of starts our movie. She gets on a bus. She takes the bus. As, you know, she doesn't even have money for the bus. Dad doesn't even really leave her any money to like do anything. Not that they had a lot. He spent all of it, He, you know, he spends all of it moving from terrible place to terrible place, and he just couldn't take it anymore. So he leaves, and she takes what money she has, and she has to get as close as she can to her mom's hometown. She has her mom's birth certificate. Yeah, so and she, she knows her mom's a cannibal, so she's like, well, maybe my well, mom will be. You no, know? she doesn't know that. I think so. I thought so through the tape. Does she? Does the dad? Yeah, yeah, I thought I, the dad disclosed it. Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that as recently. But I think so. she was thinking like, oh, maybe my mom can help me deal with this. You know? Yeah. Well, that's certainly her. Her thought is is that that I have this affliction. If my mom had it, a I have to find my mom anyways, just because I don't know anything about my life. Yeah. But also, if my mom has it and is managing it, why the hell isn't she here teaching me how to do it? Right? Straight up. Which is also a great question. Um, so now that's what it is. It's a it's a girl's trip to find her mom. And she gets off at the last stop she can afford. And she's <clears throat> wandering around trying to figure out her lodging, trying to figure out how she's going to hitchhike to her next destination now that the bus is no longer an option. And um, let's see. Let me make sure I'm not. Oh yeah, okay. Make sure I have my I have I found my notes that I took from this movie, but because I took them so long ago, I have them in a different order. Uh oh, this is hilarious. That's definitely the end. Okay, that's the last page. Um <laughs> uh, so she's walking around. She gets approached by an older man, a middle-aged man. What 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 were you thinking when you saw when when you um, saw our character Sully on screen, yeah, um, it was definitely creepy as fuck. Uh, I did kind of think that he he had to have been a sort of like veteran cannibal vampire person, kind of just from you know what was happening. I guess. Yeah, um, well, we learned something. He says that he smelled her. Yes, and that kind of was like I was like, oh, maybe he's probably one of you know one of her. Um, yeah, so we have Mark Rylance as the actor, okay. who I'm honestly not a huge fan of. I don't know how you feel about him. I can't remember. I looked him up after this movie. I can't remember what else I've seen him in, if anything. He's in Don't Look Up, which you've probably seen. I have seen. Who yeah, he's he in that? that. He plays like the Steve Jobs character. Oh, he was funny as that. I hated yeah. that Steve Jobs character. But he was good. He was. He did a good job. I guess he's, I don't know. I just, something about him. I don't, for no reason. I just don't really like him. But um, I thought it was cool that he was in this like interesting kind of movie. Also, who directed this movie? Anyone we know? Luca Guadagnino. Maybe I don't know because you said it earlier. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Luca Guadagnino. The same guy. I've, I've seen two of this guy's movies. The other okay. one, another Timothy Chalamet movie called Call Me By Your Name. Okay. I don't think I saw that one. Um, it's great. That's what got Timothy his uh, Oscar nom. Although he really? Didn't, he didn't win. And I just yeah. broke my mic stand. Yeah, so we got this guy. Um, I'll just pick it up, basically, but uh, who says that he can smell her, um, and he obviously there's some more power dynamics to this affliction or this cannibal uh, thing than meets the eye, or than just, than just you know eating people. There's a, a class of these people's or people around the world with, uh, I guess, some abilities that can be developed is kind of what we find out. Well, we yeah, we find out that she's not alone because 
we didn't know, you know, we didn't know what the situation was, but she's not alone, and he offers to be her mentor. Um, he he brings her to he brings her to uh, a dying woman's house. He found someone with his nose. He teaches her that you can smell these things. He teaches her kind of how to use her nose to find stuff, find other cannibals, other eaters that they call each other. Yeah, other eaters, and also find some prey. Him being a pretty seems to be like a he's a creepy dude. Yeah, obviously. immediately creepy. Creepy dude, but then she's no fucking, uh, she's no bucket of peaches either. Yeah, you know she. He's not creepy. hiding that he's a creep, right? <laughs> but he's a seems to me a pretty good dude because he finds a woman who's dying, an elderly, elderly old woman. Yeah, she's dying. Now he's not making any effort to save her, but he's not the one that's killing her. She's dying of old age. She's dying of natural causes in front of him. But he doesn't call the EMTs, which I guess is what you're supposed to do. You know what? I take it back. I might have jumped the gun when I was like, he's a good dude. Because all he did was not. All he, he did just was let this girl die him. over a long period of time or what seems to be a, a fair amount of time to get her it, help. It took most of the evening, yeah. Um, but so, but he, so he's a cannibal, but he's not out murdering people. He's waiting for people to die of natural causes and then he's eating them. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if you're a cannibal, that's as good as we can hope for. Right. I mean, yeah, it was kind of interesting. There was a cool reveal to that. I liked where she's in a, in a house and you just think it's his house and he's just like fucking with the, like oh, yeah. applying shit and like cutlery in the house, in the kitchen. And then he's like, she's upstairs. Yeah. You know, she's been dying. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, this cook- isn't his house. He's, he cook- he's yeah, he, crazy. He he's is a creep. Like, he's cooking like a regular dinner. Yeah. And offering her some regular dinner, but he's like, the real shit's upstairs. We find yeah. out. <laughs> um, yeah. He wants to be, and so they share this meal together. He shares his food with her. He shares this woman with her. And they eat it together. And she's satiated. She's she's like, this is her first time eating a body. It's yeah, always, it's, she, we can tell the last person. Yeah, it's always been her like biting her classmates. <laughs> a finger here, an ear there, yeah. or or just being like, you know, and if you teach in a school, especially like elementary, you're like, this kid's a fucking biter. Yeah, and and so it gets it gets. Uh, brushed off that way i'm sure a lot in her younger years except for mother the mom recognized it early on which is part of why mom bailed on the family because she knew her daughter was also going to turn out to be like her a fucking freak yeah uh anyway she's getting creepy even though this guy is very nice to her and offers to be her mentor offers to take her under his wing they can travel together and he can teach her the ropes of how to do this kind of stuff um uh she turns that offer down runs away in the middle of the night doesn't even do like a hey man thanks but i got to make this trip happen so but i appreciate it maybe i'll see you around and we'll compare notes then uh but i got to do this i got to do this <laughs> we'll on my compare own notes. yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. she could have said something this is not to say it's a little her fault, but it's a little her fault. She could have said something because she just runs out on this dude in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he <laughs> takes it poorly. He becomes – we see him a bunch more times in this film mm-hmm. at times when we shouldn't. But now we're looking at the other theme. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as what I was talking about earlier. Of like we hurt those closest to us. But also the again that theme of like being marginalized or being so isolated that all these people they're they're looking for they're just looking for I you know looking for love they're looking for companionship they're looking for some sort of acceptance they're looking for somebody to care about them yeah um, this dude finally finds a young he finds a young another young cannibal. A young eater. It's a it's a girl. I think that plays into some of his. Uh, one of my notes later in, is is I wrote just the words incel Sully. His name's, <laughs> his name's Sullivan Sully. So I wrote incel Sully on one of my notes. Yeah, he's mad at her. Classic incel for not yeah. liking, for not immediately like 
loving him back. Yeah. But I didn't get that until he said it later. He he But either way, he's just looking for, he's just looking for some kind of acceptance. And so so was she. That's why she broke out of her she didn't break out of her room in the middle of the night to go get a free meal off her friend's hand. Yeah. She broke out of her house cuz she was so she wanted the acceptance. She wanted a friend. She yeah. wanted somebody to be like in her life and to have something. And then when she was there, she had gotten everything she thought she wanted. She took a fucking bite, dude. She was still hungry. That's the thing is like you, these people can't help their nature. They mm. still want all the human things that we all want, but their proclivities has pushed them to the edge where they can't get that acceptance. Yep. Um, which, of course, this is obviously, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't know if anybody's going to be insulted by this uh, comparison, but I read the, after after watching this film, I read, like, the tagline, or I read, like, the poster byline, or something, whatever, the two-sentence blurb, and it was a, a young woman. Here's all it said. It didn't say anything about cannibalism. It says, a young woman tries to navigate Ronald Reagan's America in this something. And I was like, how the fuck are you blaming, Ro- how the fuck are you blaming yeah. Ronald Reagan for this shit? This, this bitch eats people. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not. I Reagan's mean, the time fault. period, I could see what they're trying to do. Like, well, they're just, they're, yeah. they could just say in the 80s, but, but to be like, <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Reagan's America... A young black woman's not getting what she needs. It's like, and that's why she's a cannibal. And she's like, yeah, that's that's arguably true for re- actual young black people. This is a, you know, this chick's a, this chick's this is all this is her fault. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame don't blame you know don't blame the Republicans for this, but the analog or what they're trying to what I think they're trying to say is that in a kind of I don't know and maybe I'm just fucked up reading this but it's like they're the the cannibals are like they're gay people because obviously we had a you know uh, AIDS came out in the 80s and, and yeah uh, uh, the the gay community was obviously most um, uh, horrifically impacted by that yep and again it's and it's this this group of people that they just needed acceptance they needed uh, they needed the the help they needed people to like um understand them and reach out to them and make this kind of stuff but people you know nancy reagan ronald reagan's america was hesitant to do that kind of stuff uh because they just didn't understand it now obviously if they were just biting each other's faces off in the streets then they would. They wouldn't it's have. It's going to present some problems. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have. A le- they wouldn't be where they are now. They wouldn't have a leg to stand on as far yeah. as the whole. You know, hey. Yeah, that guys, does seem fucked up. Yeah, you guys abandoned <laughs> us. You guys didn't yeah. properly care for gay. I was like, I don't know, dude. You, 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 you bit a chick's throat on Fourth Street. Like, what the fuck you want from me? Uh, that's not. But what do you want? Way, you want to get married? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> e- either way, that's that's kind of like what I was picking up as far as like the, the analogy. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it, this kind of thing. And then of course, leading to like the spread or the further spread of AIDS is like, because it's, an, uh, because it's considered an unacceptable activity. These people are, they're, they're finding themselves. They're not having, they're not having sex in hotels where they might get caught and kicked out and never allowed to, credit card never works at a Hilton ever again. Yeah. They're they're in they're in these clubs, they're they're in they're in on the fringe. They're in these other places doing their activities that that people aren't like happy with. Uh, and that leads to unsafe conditions. Un, you know, you put yourself in contact with people that don't have your best interests at heart. Yeah. So on and so forth. We haven't even gotten to Timo yet, but that's where we are now. Marin shoplifting. Really, really great scene. Go to YouTube and watch the director, Timothy, and uh, the actress who plays Marin, whose name I've already forgotten. They they break down Taylor the Russell. scene. What's that? Taylor Russell. Taylor Russell, thank you. Taylor, Timothy, and Luca, they break down this scene 
uh, where Taylor and Timothy meet for the first time in a grocery store. Really cool scene, really good. Uh, and then she's she finds herself standing up to an old man for the first time because there's some guy walking around being an asshole in this shop. In, in this Reagan, place. he's being a true Reagan American. Yeah, he's he's put he's putting his stamp on Ronald Reagan's America. He's just like shouting at people. He's being a dick, and Marin stands up to an older man for the first time in her life because she tells him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and before but before he even responds to her, Timothy steps in to to take over. He's he's immediately on Marin's side. I'm also going to tell this guy to shut the fuck up, and we're gonna I'm going to cause a problem. Yep, and there's so many cool little details. We start to see the beginning of like how Tim of how Timothy's character constructs his wardrobe. You know, a little yeah. bit of piece of everybody. Very androgynous. Yeah. Um, but what's also interesting about it, or interesting to me, is that I ha- I do have as much as I as much as I uh, thoroughly enjoy the work of Timothy Chalamet, I do have a criticism about him. That I've said on this podcast, and I've text, and I've, I've said it on my Twitter, uh, but Timothy Timothy Chalamet needs to lose a fight in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Because I've seen almost every single thing he's done. I'm getting pretty close to everything. <laughs> and me. this kid, he has not taken a single L in his cinema in his filmography. Okay. Yeah. And it just at some point it's like, look, man, you're too good of an actor to to have this Vin Diesel clause in your contract where you need to lose a fist fight. Yeah, sure. Um, you know what I mean? It's it at some point it's just not believable, and I'm noticing it. He wins the sword fight in Dune. He wins a fucking sword slash fist fight in The King. He beats, yep. he he shows up. Skinny and he's kid. he's skin and bones in every fight. Yeah, he's the skinniest <laughs> yeah. dude on any battlefield, and yeah. he's just wrecking motherfuckers with his fists. Yeah, and it's so unbelievable. I just got to be like, kid, you gotta, you gotta take a role where you get beat up. You can't always. You're not this cool. Either yeah. don't fight in movies or lose a couple because it's starting to get unrealistic. But Timothy takes this dude from the shopping center from the from the grocery store. He takes him outside, and they're going to fight. And wouldn't you know it, Timothy wins this fight, and the dude's missing. We don't even see this guy until Timothy comes out with blood all over his face from, like, a abandoned warehouse across the street. And Marin sees blood on Timothy's face being like, oh, shit. Okay, well, oh, Lee is his name. Lee, right? Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Marin, and, Marin sees Lee with blood on his face. She's going, okay, he's... Like me, I thought I smelled something. I'm, my smell thing is getting good. I'm smelling other cannibals. <laughs> also, he lured that guy off to a thing. Clearly, won the fight and also ate him. Yeah, yeah. Which is as not only is he winning fights, he's eating people. Yeah, it's exactly. It's as big a win as you can possibly do. Um. So. Anyway. That's how they get connected, and this is a story of them falling in love. They're they're young. Oh, that's love. their meat cute. Yeah, that's their meat cute. <laughs> meat spelled M E A T. Oh shit. Um, and yeah, of course Timothy's sexy because that's the other thing. He can't lose fights, and he can't not be hot in every movie. <laughs> uh, or maybe that's says something about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it takes. This is his most. This is his fashion moment. This movie for sure. He's yeah. like, well, clothes. He's, he's like, wearing yeah. Cool he's wearing hell. stuff. They I, they said that they they had to find like he has his hair dyed. They had to find some hair dye that like was was actually made in the eighties. They didn't they didn't just oh, find wow. whatever. Um, at one point that I I learned from the director's thing again, talking about this kind of thematic stuff is that the idea that these people are, uh. Looking for acceptance. The reason Timothy, the reason Lee dyes his hair and wears this kind of weird, co- and then the, the reason Sully wears all these medals and all this kind of stuff, 
these people, in addition to looking for some sort of acceptance, they're looking to express themselves. They have no sure. out outlet to express themselves, um, anything like that. Uh, but at this point, I'm so engrossed in this world, right? Weren't you? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm already interested in seeing kind of where they're gonna go and what they're gonna do. Like their advent because it's clear that this adventure is theirs. You yeah. know, as soon as they meet, you're like, oh, this is this is their story. Yeah, and the fact that they're <clears throat> the fact that they're cannibals is almost what I love about it is that it's almost incidental. Sure. They're cannibals, sure, but they're it's not a horror movie. It's not a scary movie. It's not a thing about like whatever. It's a it's a story about people trying to they just happen to be cannibals, but they're mm-hmm. trying to find their place in the world. Okay. <clears throat> so, this movie is just a love story at this point. Um uh, they're both drifters. Obviously, they're both out on you know, they're both on the outskirts. So, Timothy takes uh Lou, Lee takes Marin back to his like home they go visit his home for a little bit they travel around they meet some different characters interesting characters uh, some scary some terrifying characters other eaters who don't have the same you know kind of sense of morality that they seem to um and it's just this fascinating world there's there's way more cannibals than you think they can all kind of smell each other that's how they that's how they approach each other again Drawn parallels. It's it's uh it's what some people call gaydar, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, gaydar, vampire smell, kind of the same thing. Uh, it's filmed very interesting. It's, it, it again, it's on thirty five millimeter. It's the whole thing is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I filmed, didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, it was fi- it was filmed thirty five millimeter. Uh. The lighting was like they did research to find out like eighties, you know, how films were lit and that kind of stuff like that. It really looks like the it looks like an eighties film. It does, yeah. Um, which is great. There's tons of shaky cam, lots of cuts from. Obviously, this movie takes place in very dark areas, and there's lots of cuts from from dark things into something super bright. So that kind of like shocked my eyes a bunch of times in the theater. Um, we'll skip over the, uh, I mean, there's all the different ways that they get their, they, they find ways to get food or whatever. Lee is accompanying, uh, Marin on her journey to find her mom. They eventually figure it, figure it out. And mom is in a mental institution in, uh, whatever, uh, Michigan or whatever. That might've been one of the most uncomfortable parts of the movie. A thousand percent. Very weird. With Leah Sadu as the mom, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah. No, it's actually Chloe. Uh, oh yeah, Chloe Sevigny. That's who it was. Sevigny. Yes, yeah. Chloe Servini or Sevigny. I don't yeah. know how to say it, but yeah, that's right. Not Leah. It was Chloe. Uh, yes. And she has no hands. She yeah. ate her own hands off. It's obvious. She yeah. From from to like here, you yeah. know, she's like just nubbing it. And so you saw that scene more recently, but she was crazy. She didn't, like, say anything. She couldn't communicate. She just had gone nuts, right? Yeah. I mean, she'd gone nuts, and, um, you know, even the uh, the hospital clerk was, like, a little hesitant to show her, you know, yeah. this uh, poor lady. It's very sad. And then you see her with the sort of the nubby shit going on, and you're like, oh, she's eating her fucking self. And then she, she attacks ta- her own dog. Yeah, she attacks her, and it's like, oh, okay, she's fucking crazy. And she's probably crazy because of her hunger, I imagine, too, is playing a part of it, you know? I don't know how oh, much is... the fact that she hasn't... And the but... fact that she's just probably starving and a cannibal. Yeah. Because this is, like, how they survive. It's not like they just, like, like to eat people. This is a part of their survival. Well, I don't know. Do we know that? Because... That's kind of what I gathered. Because at the end of the movie, and and... Uh, I know we're we're trying to wrap it up. At the end of the movie, uh, they make a life for themselves in 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 Michigan. They and they they 
Lee and, you know, again, we're at spoilers, folks. Lee and uh, Marin, they make a pact with each other to, hey, let's, we're not going to, we're not going to eat people. Let's just live a normal life. Um, That's, that's, that's how they try to live out there. And, and of course, events, people conspire to not let that happen. And we won't even spoil who that is or what that part. We won't get that part into it. But they are making an effort to not ever eat anybody again. So I think it's possible. You know what it reminded me of? I'm a huge fan of the book series The Witcher. Um, I don't like the TV show on Netflix at all, but I do. Oh, I knew it was a game. I didn't know it was like a successful book series. It was. They're great books. Oh, cool. And 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 great video games. The Witcher Three is the best video game ever. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the books that it's based off of are incredible. Uh, if you've played the video game, there's a character named Regis who's a vampire. Uh, he's from the books. Uh, Regis from the Blood and Wine. Uh, D. What's that? Downloadable content. Yeah. The Blood and Wine expansion pack. Regis is a vampire. The The way vampires work, well, there's a bunch of different types of vampires in the Witcher world, and I don't want to nerd out on this for too long, but Regis is like a higher vampire. He's a he's the kind of vampire we think of. He's a Dracula-type motherfucker. He's a, he's a dude that can talk and do his taxes and shit, but also he's a vampire. However, <laughs> he, can do it, he, he can flip ramps. Uh, yeah. the grocery store. Yeah, he can do sick kick flips. He uh, did kick. <laughs> but he's also a vampire. He's a flamethrower. Uh, but he also has a wife and you know kids. In the world of The Witcher, this type of vampire, like the human being vampire that we all think of, they, they're all they're addicted to blood, but they don't need it to survive. Oh, it's like alcoholism. Yes, exactly. So, and that's why. Regis is a sober vampire when we meet him in the in the I like that take. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because and he was a he was a party animal in his youth, uh, killing all kinds of people and eating all kinds of stuff with his friend with all his vampire friends. And he eventually started feeling terrible about this like destruction he was leaving. So he's he decided to never eat, never drink human blood again because he doesn't need it to survive. It's just it's just the thing that they love the most. Well, Lee does make a reference about eating a certain someone that I won't say that, and he said he he felt extremely high off of it. Yes, I don't remember that part? Yes, but he was, I do. Because because Marin asked him how did it feel, and he and he was like, I was incredibly high. So it could be, yeah, just like a weird high that they experience, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So it's kind of the same type of thing. They try to go sober at the end of it, I think. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And anyway, the point of this, it's so moody. It's so interesting. It's such a great, it's such a great film. It sounds like it'd be weird. I know you, if you're watching this, thinking ah, a vampire movie or a cannibal movie, a cannibal romance, who cares? It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a fascinating kind of movie. Uh, And then all I've got, you know, I, I just got some jokes because this whole thing takes place in the Midwest. <laughs> so, you know, it's like typical liberal Hollywood bullshit calling everyone in the Midwest vampires. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry we're not I'm sorry they're not cool enough for you, you LA yeah. pieces of shit. Uh, and then incel Sully, we did talk about how Sully becomes our bad guy cuz he's an yeah. incel. Uh that's another that's another common thing cuz we also had we had just watched and re- we reviewed um, Don't Worry Darling another movie where incels are the bad guy <laughs> yeah again it's it's the 80s in the There's midwest a theme here folks incels have been around forever yeah it's it, this is a movie about it's a movie uh, in the in the midwest you're surrounded by vampires there's way more vampires than you think there are yet yeah. somehow still in 2023 the bad guy has to be an incel <laughs> And cells are past, present, and future. Yeah, it's just, this is the eighties, the eighties in Arkansas. Bill and Hillary Clinton literally live in Arkansas, and they are actual real life vampires, but they're not the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> These are good jokes, Nick. Yeah, I like right? these jokes. Um, They're good yeah, bit. I'll 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 text I'll text you one that didn't make the that didn't make the pod. Didn't make the cut. Okay, um, I like. This. But yeah, you know. So Bill and Hillary, 
and then more like Hillary. There we go. There we go. That's the kind of wordplay I hired you for. And then just a uh the I one other thing that was making me laugh while I was watching the movie because even though I love I really enjoyed the movie I still laugh uh, thinking about like weird shit that could fuck this movie up and I kept laughing thinking about like oh I hope Blade shows up <laughs> that would be hilarious if Wesley Snipes Blade just showed up and cut Timothy Chalamet's head off hey, that's how he loses the fight. Yeah, he finally yeah, Wesley he should Snipes he is, should move to to Blade. And this then movie I was, was just a setup for the new Blade movie, which they yeah, will be making. Yeah, if they well actually they just like canceled it. Oh, did it, is it not getting made? Well, something happened. There is some news on the Blade because they they were gonna make Blade. They were gonna make it PG thirteen because it's all Marvel now. And no, uh, you can't do that with the Blade. the the director. You know what? They fired the director or the director left. I can't remember. Something happened to disrupt the making of blade yeah thank god so we ha- we we have a few more years without having to see fucking new blade uh new blade and then yeah another thing is uh uh timothy i, I have a note that timothy grows up this is all blade jokes timothy grows up to be Stephen <laughs> dorf <Yeah>, okay <laughs> so because again Blade comes out in the nineties. Steven yep. Steven Dorf Ooh. in Blade is a skinny white guy vampire who's creepy and Yeah. So I see Timo but grows up to be Timo grows up to be Steven Dorf. Yeah, you gotta write that fan fiction. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is Mar Marin, uh she's uh she's Blade's she's Blade's black mom. Ooh, I like that. That's who that's who abandoned Baby Blade at the hospital. Oh, that's the. This is the best fan fiction. Wesley Wesley Snipes' black mom and Blade, who abandoned him as a baby. That's yeah. Marin from this movie in the eighties. I like the fan fic, uh, fan fiction yeah. section of the show now. That's I'm a huge fan of this. Look, this is this is Nick Todd's let's get fan fiction <laughs> let's podcast get fan corner fiction corner <laughs> the fan fiction corner. Hell yeah! Anyway. I recommend this movie highly. I thought it was really great. I'm actually going to buy it because I've seen so many weird, creepy movies last year and this year that I love. And this is up there with uh, the two Cronenberg movies, Crimes of the Future and Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, which actually came out this year. But these are three of my favorite movies, and they're three of the weirdest, oddest things. Luca Guadagnino's great. Call Me By My Name, Call Me By Your Name is a really good movie. Um, I, you know, it's not as great as everybody says it is. There's a, there's a few things, there's a few points of contention I have with it, yeah. but it's still a good movie. And, and Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer, an actual cannibal, uh, put on great performances in that movie. Dude, what if he like, he kind of was like a ghost producer on this flick? Well, that or, is something. Or real, a, real fiction. That is a joke I've seen a bunch of people make on Twitter when this movie was coming out. Was like, "Wow, the last Luca Guadagnino movie was Timothy Chalamet and a real cannibal, Army Hammer, and now Timothy Chalamet is playing a cannibal." Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that I don't. Re- I don't know the story. It was a I'm, kink. I'm going off vibes. I don't think t- uh, Army Hammer actually committed any crimes. But yeah, he's a white male. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything wrong. We don't condemn them. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big so, deal. So he killed an Ada girl. Oh. I just watched a movie where that was awesome. <laughs> no, I don't know what he did. Correct me in the comments if he actually did something. Because I thought, like you said, I thought it was like a kink. But whatever. Are, are, do you have to go right now? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, do you recommend this film to our fans? I do recommend this film. I love a film that goes off the beaten path and uh, has that art element to it, which this movie did. Uh cool story you know uh interesting shots i was intrigued like pretty much yeah. the whole time um i was interested in the characters and where things were going and uh how they were kind of going to fit into this world and make it together like uh, yeah it was i was like yeah. all in. i thought it was I, great i loved it i'm sorry i gotta keep you for one more thing i'm really yeah, you're sorry cool. but we got to have this discussion because chloe savini is hot she's crazy hot she's a She's hot. Oh yeah, she is hot. So, you're the you're the black dad from the first part of this movie. You're yeah. you're, you're you're a man. Do I do the voice or no? No. <laughs> Did he have a 
was he an eighties? Did he have eighties black take care eye of you no mo? That's <laughs> that's my impression. <laughs> you're you're just a regular dude from the Midwest. You're an Ohio dude. You you marry you hook up with this smoking hot chick. Yep. How how much cannibalism do you put up with? How hot? What's the how much cannibalism do you put up with from your hot ass girlfriend or hot ass wife before you're like I can't fucking I don't, do this anymore? Here's when I don't want to do it when I have to like clean it up. If she was doing it on the sly and like on her own time, you know, like maybe every like once or twice a year, she's like ah, I I actually need help. This one was messy, you know. Then I would say then I would like, stick. You're not even it. talking about eating somebody once or twice a year. You just mean like you having to help. I don't want to help. Get, you you don't want to get the Swiffer out more than twice a year. No, I don't. I'm like I'm doing my own thing. Like that's your hobby. I, you know, I don't want the hobby to bleed. Is it cheating if your hot wife eats a, kills and eats a dude? Um, is that like cheating? I just don't want to know about it. You know, it's just like just don't. I don't want to know about it a whole lot. You know, it's like it's like a weird like open relationship where it's like you can do it. I just don't want to know about it and like you know put me first like don't don't skip out on taco tuesday or, or like yeah. a, a tradition because you gotta go you know swallow a manhole or you woman just, you are just an 80s dude you're just like taco tuesday we can't miss it that's every, every tuesday. tuesday it's every tuesday in this household you're just oh, trying yeah. to have you're trying to have oh, yeah. reagan era household rules and your wife is eating people that's yeah. but you know it's like that old phrase which maybe this is a sexist phrase but Whatever, I'll say it. It's like no matter how beautiful a woman is, somewhere there's a man who's sick of her shit. <laughs> or somewhere there's a man who's tired of her, whatever however it goes. And it's like, yep. yeah, no matter how hot Chloe Savini is, she's a cannibal. <laughs> and so is your daughter. And but what just... if that was what if that was the only thing, you know, about her? Like everything else she was like pretty cool like the rest of the time. That's what I'm asking, because that's the thing is I don't know how I'd long be in. I put up with it. I'd be in. And it's also funny because it is like you've you, you know, when you see hot single women, they're all, you know, you like ask them, how are you single? And they're like, I don't know. I'm super awesome. I can't believe I'm single. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, you know, this is why you're single. because you're a cannibal. You're going to eat. You're going to eat my yeah. heart out. I do be thinking hot single women are cannibals now, though. That's the only you, you do be thinking that, do you? That should be the name. That's the new name of the podcast is I do be thinking. I do be thinking. I do be thinking. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Go watch uh, Luca Guadagnino's uh, latest film, uh, Bones and All. We didn't even get to, like, the significance of the title or whatever, but it's really, really good. Uh, it's way if, – if you're into stuff that's creepy and weird and, and atmospheric and interesting, it's like an 80s time capsule, but it's not made in the 80s. I don't know. It's a, it's fantastic. I really, yeah. really thought it was great. I loved it. There's I definitely of, recommend it. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of fun – interesting moments in it uh cool all right thanks everybody have a great night